Come on, Luann. You know what this is. Kirk, I don't know what it is. Oy. It could not be more simple, Luann. You want me to show this to the cat and have the cat tell you what it is? Because the cat's going to get it. I'm sorry. I'm not as smart as you, Kirk. We didn't all go to Gudger College. It's dignity! Gah! Don't you even know dignity when you see it? Kirk, you're spitting. Okay, genius. Why don't you draw dignity? Oh, oh that's dignity. That's all right. Worthy of Webster's. Well, it's no wonder I can't draw dignity. I gave it up when I married her. Now, Kirk, it's only a game. Sometimes we... Ah, oh, cram it, Churchy. Four-finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Finger Discount. This week we are here to review a Millhouse Divided. I am Dando. I am Mitch. How are you doing, my good sir? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm good. I've got my beer. We haven't had beer in the studio for a while now. It's been, I've been far slack. too long. Yeah. Yeah, that's in my right. Stocked up. Why do you think I've been doing so many over Skype in yeah. recent times? <laughs> Make sure that I get the hard stuff yeah. while I'm recording. Um, happy birthday to you oh, for yesterday. You. Yes. And happy Father's Day for the first mm. time for Sunday. You I didn't expect a present, but I got one. For Father's Day? Yes. Yeah. Elliot got me a Threw mug. up on you? Yes, he got me a present in his in his nappy, but he also got me a, a Star Wars mug that has Darth Vader on it, and it says, Elliot, I am your father. Hey, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Where did uh, Elliot get the cash? I have no idea. He's been... Don't ask questions? He's running running his own game on the side. <laughs> <laughs> or is it the, the royalties from Nerd Daddy rolling into <laughs> Elliot? <laughs> it felt weird being a dad. Okay, it was the first time I really sort of felt like, oh, I can celebrate being a father. Yeah, right. You know, I, I just I didn't. Any other special days that you want to add to the calendar? Hmm. What What else can I throw? See, I felt bad because Nicola wanted a Mother's Day present when he was still in the womb, and I was like, No, 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 no. He's not born yet. Yeah, that doesn't. And she count. still she still tells me, No, no. Well, I'm get, I, you get a Father's Day present. I didn't get anything for Mother's Day. You didn't get the hints. I'm like, I heard the hints. Mother to be's day present. <laughs> She's probably listening outside the you room. You should have put something on baseball bat. What you should have done is put something on lay-by for her. <laughs> <laughs> you will get this when you become a mother. But anyway, yeah, so and my 30th yesterday, so it's been a very busy weekend Yeah, for old Brendan Dando. Yeah. I uh, didn't get a present from you, I noticed. I'm joking. <laughs> no, you've got a joint birthday coming up. We will organise a joint I present for I don't want you. a present. I was only being stupid. <laughs> How has your week been anyway? I haven't spoken to you for a while. It's an exciting week for me. Hawthorne are back in the finals. Yes. Uh, which is, you know, for any AFL listeners to the podcast, by the time you hear this, they will have already played and... I'm facing reality, more than likely have lost Probably to Richmond, lose, but yeah. the fact that they're there is a very, it just makes this week go by a lot faster. It's going to be a sellout. I've got tomorrow off, it so I can get out. to the MCG early. It's, uh, you know, that's going to be fun times. Guys from work, there's a few Hawthorne supporters, they're getting up, they're leaving at 12.30, trying to get there by three, because apparently they've got AFL member seats or MCC member seats, and they've got to get there to get the seat or something. Okay, yep, that helps me, because I was... The gates open at 4.30, and I was sitting there thinking, I wonder what time I should arrive to make sure I get in. Yeah, well, so, there's, there's all up, there's nine of them going up in a bus. Jesus. Yeah. Not all Hawthorne supporters, some of them just MCC members. Yep. But yeah. So, they're leaving, they're going to be getting there at like three. Okay. So, I'll, I'll, I'll well, I'm going to get there at 2.50. You're taking a, <laughs> you're taking a day off work, right? Yeah. You take days off work all the time, or Can't do you just count. get days off work uh, because nine, you're special? I'm on a nine-day fortnight. Ah, okay. Because I'm special. Because some days you're just like, oh, I'm not going to work tomorrow. I'm like, fuck you, man. Yeah, it's, it's the life. 
<laughs> but Emil House Divided. Good episode. You, it is you, a good you, episode. You said that you hadn't watched it for a long time. Yeah, it had been a while. So I one of the things that really struck me about it coming into it with fairly fresh eyes, it's a weird mix in that there is a lot of moments from this that are really iconic, like mm-hmm. dignity, largely dignity. Um, Racing car. Yeah, the racing car, just got to get my shoes on, all those sorts of my things. My favourite. Like, I reckon it's probably my favourite quote th- of all time. Th- so, there's a lot of moments that I saw and I was like, ah, oh, that comes from this as well and that's yep. from this episode. But then, the dialogue seemed really stilted. Like, it wasn't the yeah. same rapid-fire delivery back and forth that you've I've kind of come to expect from a Simpsons episode. In there were way? longer. There were longer pauses. There were more sentences without jokes in between them. There were just... It didn't feel like it was... Say, if you watched this episode and compared it to A Star Is Burns, where it's just joke, 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 this felt like there were more gaps in between. I guess when you're handling the subject matter of a divorce, you have to have those moments? Yeah. Yeah, but even just when they're eating dinner in that first scene, it felt a little odd. It also felt like the camera angles were really off. Like, this felt... This the whole episode just had a different vibe from the outset. I'm not sure if the director was uh, who did direct this. I shall tell you. It was directed by Stephen Dean Moore. Do we know if Stephen had done previous episodes? I shall open up his wiki and have a look. Felt for you. like a, a different take on He's one of a Simpsons episode. What? By the look of it, he did Round Springfield, Marge being up proud, Home of the Smithers. Okay, that's the three he's done before. This All right, episode. so that's not the reason for it then. But something about it just felt off. Like when Bart. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was Bart. Might have been Lisa. There's a really strange close-up from a high angle in the first um, scene. There's just in general. Bart was on the floor in his underwear. Yeah, I think there's a shot looking down at him before you see the underwear reveal. Yeah. In general, it just felt a little odd. Odd might be a wrong word, but just different to what the normal Simpsons camera angles and movements felt like. It's sort of weird to me because I was watching this thinking, when this first came out, the Van Houtens, the viewers knew nothing about them. Mm. But it was just so well done. I think the scene with the whole digging the Pictionary scene, we'll call it. Yeah. I think that's one of the most brilliant scenes in the history of the series now when I go back and look at it because they took these two characters that you know nothing about, but that scene, you knew exactly what they were arguing about, why mm. they were arguing. You believed their argument. The delivery from uh, Maggie and Hank plays into that as well. Yeah. They were fantastic. Would but you say it was a great depictionary of their relationship? <laughs> I knew you were thinking of something in your head there. I could see it. I wasn't but, thinking. It was there from yes. the outset. <laughs> I was just waiting for my moment. But the uh, I just think that scene is just so real, but yet still so hilarious. To think that they were having a, a, an argument like that, but mm. it still made it funny without being stupid. Yeah. The awkwardness that you see in the other uh, yeah. characters as well. I think in general that... The other thing that I thought this episode did better than anything else was really nail that vibe of friends are coming over, I've got to try to impress these people. Mm. Like that realistically stupid pressure that you feel to present yourself. Nicola does it all the time. So do I. But you don't, like if it was me, for example, you don't need to, you don't need to clean the table because I'm coming over. I don't give a shit. But you just, but, but you just do, don't you? Most people. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I just feel like, like if, even you, if I was coming over, you'd still want to make some yeah. sort of effort. No. So, last Father's Day, sorry, last Sunday, so Father's Day, yeah. I had my dad and my father-in-law around for a barbecue. Now, yeah. my dad has known me forever. My father-in-law has known <laughs> Ash forever. Yet, we're still like, well, we've, we've got to clean the backyard and mow the lawns because the dads are going to be coming over. Mm. I'm like... What what's left for me to try to do to impress these people at this point? But you still have that feeling, like light candles, mop the floor, make sure everything is is as perfect a little window as it can be. Yeah, and that stress from Marge is exactly how it 
it still feels, I think, when you have people come over in a group. Yeah. Oh, my parents came over last night and a couple of my uncles for my birthday. And Nicola's like, make sure you clean up the dog shit in the backyard. I'm like, A, we're not going in the backyard. It's cold. B, it's going to be dark. Mm. But still, she made me clean up the dog shit. Yeah. It's just, the, I don't know, it's just like what you were saying. You have to put in that little extra effort and do things that really don't need to do. The other feeling around the table of dad's just yelled at mum, basically, is what they really hit well with that scene where there's just... The barbs that have gone beyond friendly banter between husband and wife that turn into yeah. really digging a knife and everyone around them watching this car crash unfold. We've all been in that situation. Yes, we have. Where Everyone at some point in their life has known a couple that has hated each other and you're just not entirely sure how to forge on through that situation. Like Marge plays the... Allied Biscuits. <laughs> Allied Biscuits is pretty funny. Marge plays the card of... Well, let's try to ignore that and get attention directed elsewhere. Yeah. Homer goes through the more oblivious path and just continue asking questions. Yeah. And then everyone Shut else... Shut up and let the woman talk. <laughs> every, everyone else basically is just trying to keep to themselves and not get involved. Yeah. Like, it's a, it's a grenade that you never really want to dive on top of. The only thing with this here is they did a good job of... They never actually called each other names. Hmm. But it was still... You could just feel the anger that was just... Especially Luann that was just swirling inside of her. That she's obviously been building up for years and years and years and now it's just come out. But mm. Kirk is a dick. He deserves all of this. Um, Kirk is a horrible person. He, he does act like a horrible person. Yeah. 100%. At the party, he acts like a horrible person. In isolation, yes, he's a, yeah. everything about what he does is awful. It's hard to feel sympathy for the guy. Yeah, and I think that's... That's why, it's, so, that's why it's okay to laugh at him. That said, I don't know that I feel any sympathy for Luann either for how quickly she moves on. I don't think either of these characters are deserving... Or even seeking of sympathy. Like, that's not the way they're presented. Like, their emotional... Like, their story does not exist to try to court drive emotion. It's purely there to hold up a mirror to Homer. And then Homer is where the emotion of the episode comes through from. Kirk? If you were caught up in feeling bad for them, that would detract from feeling bad for Homer. You could kind of feel sympathy for Kirk. I'm sure they weren't expecting you to. But, for example, when Starla steals his car... And he ruins his tape. And Homer laughs him because of his tape. He's just such a loser. It's sort mm. of like the sympathy for, man, this guy really has a shit life. But it's his own fault. Yeah, I mean, he didn't have to go and find Starla. That's no. it. I, I didn't feel sympathy there. I just looked at it. Maybe I'm more judgy, but I just looked at a desperate man clinging on to whatever libido he has left and finding it in the gutter. Yeah, I feel like, for me, he's very George Costanza in this. Especially when he's trying to brag about what he's got at the apartment when he's got nothing. I don't even think Costanza would ever be Sink this, this low. <laughs> bad. No. Uh, I don't know, but the, I sleep in a racing car, do you? I can see George saying that. No. You don't reckon? No, I can't. He wouldn't. George never bragged about having dinosaur bed sheets when he was living with Frank and Estelle. Like yeah. he, George is always acutely aware of how bad his life is. If there's one thing about Costanza, he's always... You know, he'd have head in his hands going, oh my God, what has happened to me? But he's he's known for lying. This has become a Seinfeld podcast, but he's, he's known for lying to cover up the reality of his life sometimes. Yeah, flat out lying, but not presenting the truth proudly the way Kirk does here. Or it, he wouldn't say he sleeps in a racing car bed. He'd say nothing. <laughs> he just wouldn't, wouldn't address the bed. He'd hide the fact that it exists. I do love the whole, hey, what's going on guys? Patio party? Yeah. <laughs> no. Possum drowned in the pool. <laughs> Let Arby's take care of it. <laughs> what do you think about Millhouse in this episode? I feel there was a bit of a story there they could have tapped into a bit more. And I think they did, but they had to delete it. The, 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 I've read that the story they wanted to go with was that Bart was 
jealous of Milhouse for having divorced parents because he was getting so many more extra gifts and things. Right. And he wishes that his parents were divorced and there was a whole few scenes there that had to cut out due to time. Yeah. I'm kind of glad they cut that out. I don't, Same, wouldn't I, like to see that. Yeah, I wouldn't Kids want... should never be happy his parents are divorcing. No, I wouldn't... I, de- well, I guess it depends on the situation, but... Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I mean, there are times. Yeah. But I wouldn't want to have seen Bart wanting that to happen. Um, For no reason. Yeah, I think it works fine that Millhouse is just on the peripheral. And it, if anything, it speaks probably more truly to, to what goes on, that sometimes the kids do get ignored or left behind as the adults get a little bit caught up in their own emotions a bit too much. Yeah. Uh, that And I, th- I think that worked fine. Like, it, it felt... What it did do is it made the whole situation feel real and lived in. Because the other option is to just not have Milhouse in the scene at all when Marge comes around to visit Luann, which would have been fine. Like, story-wise, it would have not changed a thing about mm. how the episode works, but that little detail of him just acting up and Luann not caring really just makes the whole thing more rounded and more fleshed out. Yeah. Do you think that the, the Van Houtens could have carried this whole episode? Because apparently no. the writers didn't, which is why they had The Simpsons for the last act. Yeah, no, I don't think so because I don't care enough about wherever they end up for that to be a resolution. Yeah, I, and, and I've also read that they thought that they would choose the Van Houtens because they were the most fleshed out couple besides the Simpsons. I just disagree. I knew nothing about the Van Houtens. Yeah, how much do you know about anyone else though? Like it's... I know more about the Lovejoy. Oh, no, yeah, Bart's girlfriend's happened to this point, hasn't it? Uh, yeah, I know more yeah. about the Lovejoys. But you can't really have the, the churches. Yeah. Like, well, you can. Probably have more of an impact. Could but because have. it's Bart's friend, I guess that's... I don't know. It couldn't have been... Yeah, Which no, couple could we divorce? Which would be best? I, yeah, <laughs> I don't think it works for Lovejoy or for Flanders, for that matter, to have had a divorce at this point. Mm. Apparently, they used the, they, they, the seed was planted in Sideshow Bob's last gleaming when mm. Milhouse is in the plane. Yep. He's saying, send me to a psychiatrist, will you? Blah, blah, blah. And they, they saw that gag and went, let's pick the Van Houtens because there's sort of a bit of a, been a seed bit planted there. there. Yeah, yep. yeah. You spoke of iconic moments. Can I borrow a feeling? Mm-hmm. Is this as iconic as it deserves? Like, I don't think it deserves to be as iconic as what it is. It, no, sum, no. it sums up Kirk, but it's not... I don't get the overall love this gets. Well, it's very easy to sing, so it's very easy to repeat. Yeah. And it's just... it's For me, it's pitched as a perfectly bad breakup song. what it's supposed to be, yeah. Yeah, like this is a 16-year-old oh, that's break, just... breakup song or get back together song? Uh, I think it's a breakup song. Isn't it oh, a song... Well, Breakup song slash get to back together song. They're one take me the back, same. Take often. me back on kind of yeah, thing, yeah. But written in the midst of a breakup yeah. is what I'm getting at. Phil Collins, take a look at me now. <laughs> Prime example of yeah. a breakup song and a song that somewhere deep down you're also hoping maybe they'll hear this and this will change everything. Yes. When well, no, someone puts a status on Facebook. Yeah. Well, that was interesting. And so much of music <laughs> is that. So I think that's why Can I Borrow a Feeling is fairly pertinent and stands out in people's minds because it just seems to perfectly parody a lot of the musical genre. Uh, I think to Benfolds has a brilliant song, which he refers to is, uh, what is it? One half a song or something like that. It's called Girl. And in concerts, he's like, if anyone here is in a boy band, this song's for sale. It's called Girl. And (laughs) it's just, Girl, it's been a long time (sighs) since we had it going on that way. Feels like it's been a uh, feeling's getting stronger each and every day. <sighs> like, it's just the worst rhyming couplet kind of crap. But if One Direction took those lyrics and sang it, Backstreet Boys come back million. to her. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> and I would go to it. Yeah, and I think "Can I Borrow a Feeling," sung by Harry Styles, would be done well. Let not be done well. 
but it would sell units. Harry Styles, he's the one that's in Dunkirk, right? He can act. Yeah, yeah he can act, all right. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. I do love, can I borrow a thing? I do love that Luan didn't take him back at the end. Yes. That's how, that's how it had to end. Yeah, exactly. You need the fall guy. Yeah, because there's so many shows in the past have had couples splitting up, and you just know by the end that they're going to be back together again. Yeah. I think The Simpsons, because they have so many characters now, they're able to just stay, I guess these guys, you'd call them below secondary characters, wouldn't you? You got your secondaries like Mo and yeah. Barney and stuff. Yeah, they're, they're probably third tier. Yeah, yeah. But it doesn't matter what happens to these guys. You probably could have killed off Kirk. Yeah, it wouldn't have really mattered. I've actually read in a, rev- a review of this where the person thought, watching this for the first time, you could almost assume that Kirk will never be back again because it ends with him saying, I'll be back, pr- probably. <laughs> Did you know that they wanted originally to have Cheryl Crow sing Can I Borrow a Feeling over the closing credits, but she turned them down? Really? Yeah. Cheryl? Yeah. Too busy covering the Beatles. What, was, what, what Beatles song? Here Comes the Sun. That was Cheryl Crow, wasn't it? I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I'm going to go with it. She sings if it makes you happy. Yeah, I know. I, I know who Cheryl I know Crow what, is. Yeah, yeah. no, I'm, I'm pretty sure she did a cover of Here Comes the Sun at the end credits for B-Movie. Okay, cool. Uh, Luann Van Houten, I do like the way that once she was separated, how they changed her outfit. And she just seemed more youthful and happier. Yeah. Even Maggie's delivery, I think, changed the well, tone of her voice. This is, I mean, it's a bit cliche, and obviously this doesn't fit every situation, but I th- it feels like often in a divorce, it's the woman that moves on faster. Uh, I think it depends, but more often than not, maybe. At the very least, that is the stereotype and the. It's because the guys are useless and they, ne- they need the woman. That's exactly right. <laughs> I, um, I don't remember the comedian, but he was talking about the difference being about how he's like, women, you know. Three or four tears, five or six tequilas, boom, she's back in the game. He's like, you ever see a guy after a breakup? He's like a four-year-old lost at the mall. Hmm. Just like, mommy! <laughs> exactly right. Do you think this was brave subject matter for a kid's show? Or do you think by this point it was no longer a kid's show? Never was a no, kid's show, but... Ne- you know. Never was a kid's show. It's no braver than anything they've done before. No. Or no less so. I think it was just a, yeah, it was just a good, mature episode. Do you think it could have been... Because it could have been on the verge of being not funny, though, because of... Because of what was happening. No, I don't think it ever got that far again. Because I don't care about Kirk or Luann. They like mm-hmm. they are perfectly pitched as characters that doesn't matter. You could run them over with a truck, and you're not going to feel a shred of empathy for them. You didn't. You don't care about the characters, but did you? Did we still invested in the story of it though? I don't think I needed to be invested emotionally in the story. I just needed to watch it unfold and be funny while it happened. Mm. There's some cruel comedy in there, but again, because I'm not. Crackers because are family I'm, food. Because I'm not invested <laughs> in them, I don't feel too uh, sympathetic for them to stop the to stop myself from laughing at it. Yeah. It's like a random guy getting hit on the head in Funniest Home Videos. I've never met him before. I'm not going to feel sorry. I'm going to laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Spoiler alert. They get back together later on. Okay. Later season. Thanks for ruining that. <laughs> <laughs> so, trivia for this week. What is the little comic that Homer brings up over the dinner table that he says that Kirk and Luann uh, should read? Love is? Yeah, correct. Hey. How many... This is a this is one of those ones that I just spotted that might be in every opening titles. It might not be. But how many books are on the table beside the couch in the opening titles? So again, how many books are what? On that little table where the phone sits. Yeah. There are a number of books. Yep. How many? Oh, God. Nine. Three. Three. I thought Interestingly, it was be, I thought it was be three, three, three. <laughs> Interestingly, no, nah, it's just one shelf. Okay. Interestingly, only two once the episode kicks off. So there's three in the opening title sequence, but then in the first mm-hmm. scene, when they're sitting there, there's only two. Goddamn continuity. Mm. Can't get their shit together, can they? 
Fucking hell, eight seasons, they're still making that kind of mistake. Let's not get Unacceptable. Too, let's not get too angry at it. <laughs> Next question. What keeps down the urges? Um, cornstarch? Yeah, cornstarch. What magazine is Homer reading in bed when he's talking to Marge? Oh, I didn't look. Uh, gigantic asses? No, no, no. no. <laughs> it was Hot Lotto Picks Weekly. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Finally for me, uh, which band did the wedding band is still a member from? You like oh, these guys? We've got the one Doobie Brothers. Doobie Brothers, yes. Yeah. Three from three. I never yeah. do this. <laughs> uh, my final question is, where does Starla work? Mail? Does something to do with mail? No, I don't know. We think, why did Kirk give her the mixtape? Or the demo Oh, tape? she works at the radio station. Yeah. Yeah, that's the name. right. Five, so five in it? Yeah, it's KSARG Radio, 5.30. Yeah, 5.30, yes. <laughs> Alrighty, what was your favourite moment? For me, it was the Pictionary game. Yeah, okay. Why? It's a, it's, it's a, that's a door? <laughs> <laughs> I do like that. Homer in that scene is my favourite. Yeah. Let the woman talk. Boring. <laughs> the fact that you don't see what was drawn for dignity, dignity, but everyone else is like, oh, yeah, that's dignity. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> well, I, I thought they shouldn't have done that. Because if you freeze frame it, you can see that the paper has nothing written on it. Oh. Uh, the Flanders, I just, I just assumed that uh, they'd already turned the page over. No. But anyway, uh, the fact that Flanders and Maud got cornstarch in that scene is perfect because it sets them up and their relationship so perfectly. Yeah. He's just drawn, drawn five dots yeah, on nothing. a page. <laughs> I was sitting there going, Southern Cross? Yeah. And, but yeah, cornstarch. Uh, my favourite episode was the firing, the Cracker Factory firing. Oh, it's pretty damn yeah. good. We're a family. Crackers are a family food. You know, Maybe single people eat crackers. Maybe they don't. We don't know. We don't want to know. Frankly, as a market, we can do without. The market we can do without. <laughs> That's the best. <laughs> I don't recall saying good luck. Yes. <laughs> the best part about it is I didn't realise until I watched this. That's Luann's dad. Yeah, of course. That's, <laughs> yeah. That's like he's come up and like, yeah, fuck you, mate. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought it was great. So, new names for the episode. You posted in the Four Finger Discount Patreon exclusive group on Facebook. I did. But what have you got? Uh, a lot of people one? seem to want to name this one Happy Birthday Dando. Oh. That was possibly my fault because I was asking for both birthday oh, wishes okay. and alternate names at the same time. Uh, Alex Rodriguez, brother, can I borrow a feeling? Mm-hmm. Not too bad. Brendan Allen, oh, father, where art thou? That's, yeah, I like that. Uh, Thomas Moran, the tale of two Van Houten. Play on the, ta- the tale of two houses. Grant Smith chimes in with how to get divorced, stay single and borrow a feeling. What's that a play on? Is it, it's how to win friends... Uh, how, how to how to such and such win friends and influence people? Okay, uh, it was a book title, which was then done as a Simon Pegg film of how to lose yeah. friends, something else, and alienate people. Yeah, I can't remember what the something else part of Isn't that title. Just how was. to lose friends and alienate people? Isn't that just what it is? Is it that how to win friends and influence people? How to lose friends and alienate people? Ah, Isn't that okay, what it's so that's the movie in the book is how to win friends and alienate people. For some reason, I thought there was a three. Anyway, I'm going to Google Peg lose friends. <laughs> Let's see what comes up. How to lose friends and alienate people was the film. Gotcha. Good. And <laughs> we've got that covered. And Beth Anslow chimes in. Now, Beth, uh, special mention for Beth because she complained about not being able to see these posts ah. uh, because the Four Finger Discount patrons group is flying so thick and fast that they get buried in the newsfeed pretty quickly. So I tagged her in it and she delivered the goods till death do us dinner party. Mm-hmm. Uh, my alternate title, because I had so much fun quoting Shakespeare last week and I am the most pretentious man in podcasting, as we know, Mine, it's a little bit too long to ever fit in the TV guide, but I don't care. Two Van Houtens alike in dignity in Fair Springfield, where we lay our scene. Okay. 
That's <laughs> lost on me. <laughs> that is that's uh, the prologue from Romeo and Juliet. Two ah, houses okay. alike in dignity in Fair Verona, where we lay our scene. Two star-crossed lovers. Blah blah blah. I'm sure. Um, I'm sure the Simpsons writers would appreciate that, but they would also be wise that it's too long. Yeah, I know it's too long. But I wanted to show how smart fun. I am. That's the fun of alternate <laughs> titles. They don't need to work. <laughs> they can just be clever, pu- clever plays. We should also give a shout out to all the patrons out there who contribute to that group because I get so much joy out of reading all the posts. We're just discussing off the air before we started recording. There's so many just non-Simpsons related conversations in there as well. People just post something and everyone just hops on board and gets involved. It's fantastic. Yeah, exactly. So the original air date for A Millhouse Divided was December 1st, 1996. And there was no chalkboard gag. The couch gag was the one where Bart is green, Homer fiddles with the TV, turns red, then smacks Bart in the back of the head and he returns to his normal yellow colour. So the episode kicks off with the family watching TV. A lot of episodes start off with this, I feel. Just family, family just watching TV. Watching TV, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Homer's trying to look through his plate. Can't we get clear plates? <laughs> That's actually a genius idea. Yeah, I know. I heard that. I'm like, that is one of the smartest <laughs> things Homer's ever said. <laughs> I'm sure someone's done it by or now. Or for a bowl or something like that. Like so, like a bowl. I think I lick a plate more than a bowl, though. Well, kids wanting to lick ice cream or something, or drink the last melted bit of ice cream out yeah. of the bowl. Or, or me. soup. Yeah. <laughs> We get the scene. I say kids. Yes. <laughs> People with I kids. Don't, I don't have ice cream in a bowl very often anymore. I just buy Maxi Bonds. See, I was never a Maxi Bond person. Or well, whatever, rather, you can have ice cream on a, a stick. A Magnum on a or stick. Or a biscuit, yeah. See, I, I do love, so what I do is I get I get ice cream. Mm. I get the, the Peters. It's $5 a tub now at Safeway. Yeah. Or Woolworths. So I get that, and then I get I cut up lollies, put lollies in, I make my own cold rock. Yeah, nice. I get the chocolate, and I mash it up, put it all in there. Yep. Feast. Yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> I, uh, a good friend of the show, Guy Pierce, who patrons will know. Guy Pierce? I'm like, really? <laughs> Hang on. I didn't know he was a friend. <laughs> that was a big claim. Uh, guy Davis. The movie guy. <laughs> who I met. <laughs> his birthday today, by the way. Happy it is birthday, his guy. birthday. Happy birthday, Guy, who's probably met Guy Pierce oh, at some numerous point times. In the past. Anyway, probably had beers with him. Adding him on Facebook has been one of the worst things I've ever done for my waistline because he constantly shares delicious things, including some. Red wine, like it was like a Shiraz and the lamb thing. No, no, no this was an ice cream, a oh, Shiraz okay. and blackberry chocolate chip cookie ice cream. It's fucked. I've had eight of them oh. <laughs> <laughs> since he posted it. <laughs> See, even his jokes are delicious. Everything he posts on social media is amazing. Yeah, guy. Yeah, he doesn't waste. A, he doesn't waste a syllable. No, he really. Na- he, his game is just on fire. Yeah. <laughs> I love his Fox News Daily. Yeah. Daily Fox News. <laughs> That's the best. And it's not Fox. It's about Fox. Just a fox. A photo <laughs> of a fox. That's all one needs. So then we get the scene of the uh, the meatball falling onto the floor. This could have been from any episode, but it's just, it's one of those things that you tend to remember. Yeah. I think it's the music and it's, it's set up really well. And then Homer, yoink. The meatball falling though was another moment where I was thinking things were a little off in... Wasting time? Yeah. I was like, you've. It, it just was a very long time before you even got to the tension of the dog, the cat, and Maggie playing off each other. It was just felt drawn out, but not drawn out in a way that was building anywhere at first. Was it before or after Bart suggests? No, Bart suggests eating from like the trough afterwards. Yeah, I think yeah, it was yeah. After that, yeah. So what is just the family sitting there eating tea, and eating, then it just yeah. falls and hits the ground, and you have a long shot of it on the ground before it actually kind of goes anywhere, and then it still suspense. doesn't go anywhere anyway. He just eats it and then that's it. Yeah. Yeah. It it felt like a filler. It honestly it felt like a season one joke creeping its way into season eight. Yeah, I can so see. That was my take on that mm-hmm. little moment. 
Bart suggests they... I love using his underwear. But it's true, yeah. though. When you're a kid, you get home from school, it's like it's hot. It's a hot summer night. Or in my case, when you're on your way yes. to school. <laughs> yes, that is true. But, it, you know, you know no one's coming over. It's six o'clock. You're eating dinner. Just fucking get in your undies. Yeah. Don't tell me you never did that. I still do it now. You're doing it right now. <laughs> yes. Marge is annoyed, though, isn't she? Because Lisa's not listening. She's zombie watching the TV. Mm-hmm. Do you watch TV while you eat or do you guys sit at the table? We always watch TV. Um, well, we sit at the... I sit at the table, but I can see the TV from where I am. So, I guess both. I don't like eating off my lap. Just the... Okay. Not... And that's nothing to do with, like, no, 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 we eat at the table. It's, that's that's purely about you comfort. Don't, you I don't just, like spilling shit on your lap. Yeah, it's yeah. just easier for me to... I, I, and posture. I don't like crap, like, slumping over to have to keep my food balanced or anything like that. We've got these really good um, trays that have, like, a cushion underneath. Stable so, tables. Yes. Yeah. But the... They're not tables though, they're cushion. They're, they're, they're called stable tables. Oh, are they? Okay, yeah. yeah. And this balance is not, yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> they, uh, there used to be a really fantastic ad for stable tables okay. in the 90s of like this guy, um, cowboy, walks into a saloon, he's like, whiskey. And <laughs> um, the bartender pours it and sh- like slides it down the table. And it was slides, slides it down the bar, yeah. overshoots the end of the bar, and there's like this. <gasps> but then it lands on the cowboy who suddenly has a stable stable table on his lap, and he just uh. starts sort of jiggling his knees up and down. But the whiskey doesn't spill. <laughs> <laughs> I have to see this ad. This is one of the lost treasures, like the Shane Warne commercial. Uh, I tried to possibly. find that after you left. By the way, could not find it. Yeah, I know. I found. I told you it's hard to find. I found screenshots of it. Found the Colin Kaepernick one. Did you? <laughs> it's just lighting the internet on fire at the moment. Oh, yeah. And shoes. Yeah, what's... That, ex- explains- uh, that'll derail things way too long. Off the air, you have to explain what's going on there. Okay. Because the guys at work gave me like a 10-second gist, and I was like, I'm lost. Well, in short, Colin Kaepernick last... Or maybe two years ago, last year, two years ago, whatever it was, during the NFL, during the National Anthem, in order to protest... Did he want to pull- knee? Yes. Okay. He was protesting violence against minority groups by yep. taking a knee during the anthem. That was misinterpreted by a large number of people as being an attack on the American military. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And now Nike have released a new campaign with him as the face saying, believe in something, even if it could cost you everything. Just do it. As the 30th anniversary and of their Just Do It campaign. why is that a bad thing? Because people that feel that he was disrespectful to the military now feel that Nike are being disrespectful to the military by propping this guy up. Right. Yeah. That is the whole situation <laughs> in a nutshell. Okay. Well, I'll just move on with my life and not to ever worry about that ever again. So what happens? Marge is just really annoyed at the family for not paying attention and she goes to have a conversation with herself. Yes. Hello, Marge. <laughs> How's the family? I love that she asks how the family is yeah. and then yells at her about <laughs> <laughs> But then it's Homer's quiet down, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Marge then tells Homer in bed that she wants to throw a party and there's no buts about it Homer's like tries to say no nah, we don't need to throw a party she's like no nah. she's put her foot down Marge yeah. doesn't put her foot down very often but she's done it here they then go to one of the better visual gags Stoner's Pop Palace one of the best business names I think in the history of the show I th- yeah I reckon it was yeah even though they have Otto pointed out that makes it funnier yeah yeah it does yeah it was one of those cases where it's not um some some people probably didn't pick up on it first, and having Otto pointed out makes it obvious. Yeah, but him making it obvious only added to it, really. Yeah, just how disgruntled he was as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I felt like here watching this. This is like Nicola when she goes to Kmart. Marge is buying all useless utensils and shit that she doesn't need, but because it's cheap, she's just going to buy it. Yeah. Okay. I I was more at the other end thinking about how 
how much they nailed how expensive everything in these sorts of homeware stores are. Not it wasn't Kmart. expensive. I just saw March picking it up, assuming it was cheap. He's talking about the punch bowl and how expensive. Oh, the punch bowl. Okay, yeah, in particular. yeah, yeah. But so like, um, I can't. I don't know what any of them are called to be perfectly honest. But not Kmart. That's but like specialty home stores, where you do walk in and you're like, yes, I do need all of these. Yeah. I need thirty different ways to time an egg in my house. Yeah. Every single one of them looks like it would be useful in its own situation. <laughs> but then you're like, egg cup, $16. You're like, eh, no. Nope, I do not need a cup around no. my egg. No, not that much. <laughs> my egg can lay sideways. I thought it looked, uh, it was great animating of the faces on the punch bowl as I'm walking up yeah. to it. Yep. Yeah. Homer's, this is one of, probably my second favorite line in the whole episode, besides just going to put my shoes on. It's mm. the, Marge, we're not talking about a toothbrush here. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I spat my drink out when he said that. It was yeah, so good. that was very funny. <laughs> uh, good animation on Maggie in the nonstick pan as yes, well, yeah. as like a half pipe. I thought that was cool. Uh, if you're talking about favorite Homer lines, uh, I've got a plump for in the previous scene. Just quickly, that is this how you pictured marriage? Ah. Pretty much. It's before the even before the bit about driving around solving mysteries. Yeah, yeah. I just love how Marge is clearly in a rut. I'm happy, but he's just like yeah, pretty much. Yeah, this is it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, he's just so content with life. It's fantastic. Marge is then rushing around to get ready, like we said at the start. Toilet seats in the dishwasher. Yeah, yeah. yeah screw <laughs> these back on. Like that is the thing of taking it to the absolute extreme. Yep. Yeah, yeah. The coat of glaze on the hams is too bright. I feel like yeah. that's you though. I feel like when it comes to the cooking for a party, mm-hmm. you'd be over the top. Yeah. Because the cooking is like the thing you're most proud of. It so is. you want to make sure that it's done right. Like when you had that party, might have been your birthday two years ago mm. or something. And you had that, um, you just got that barbecue thing. I uh, offset smoker and I did the brisket yeah. and pulled pork. I could just yeah. imagine you that day, you would have been just making sure it was perfect. Yes. Because like, that was a full on day for me. I did cornbread for the first time. I yeah. had beans going. I'd... You looked stressed when I got there. <laughs> There's a lot on. <laughs> and to try oh, and bring, stressed. To try and bring it all together. <laughs> but no, you're 100% right. For me, I, 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 I want people to remember the food that I made. I feel like if I nail the food... They'll overlook the dog hair on the floor. <laughs> I Even after the food's dropped on it and you pick it up and you eat the dog hair. Yeah. I remember it being delicious, but Thank I can't... You. There we go. That's all I need. I, I remember it being good, but I can't remember... I can't... You know, sometimes you can feel the taste in your mouth. Yeah, okay. I you can't, can't quite do that. But that's, that's fine, though, because all that means is the next time I, th- I invite you to a thing and I'm like, I'm cooking, your brain's going to go... Oh, yeah. No, Mitch does good food. Yeah. That's all I want. <laughs> all I want is to be known as a guy that can cook better than most other people. So, on your gravestone, could cook. Yes. <laughs> we'll miss the roasts. Oh, man. So, then we get, as I said at the start of the episode, my probably my most quoted line in the history of The Simpsons. Homer! Are you ready? Just got to put my shoes on. The only thing I asked you to do for this party was put on clothes and you didn't do it. And now it's too late. They're here. All I asked you to put on clothes and you couldn't do it. <laughs> I love the way he runs off though when the door rings. It's, it's, the, it's not even the running off. It's the look over the couch first. Yeah. <laughs> I've got here. Homer's couch look. He's just like, oh shit. <laughs> uh, we've all been there as men. Uh, mate, we've all had that thing of like, exactly. we've got to go somewhere. Oh yeah, but I reckon there's only like 15 more minutes. Five more minutes of video game or something. Yeah, yeah. Or like, oh, I'm just nearly finished this level. But then you finish that and then there's a little tease and a cutscene to the next one. You're like, yeah. oh, I might just see what yeah. that starts like. <laughs> yes. Oh man, I just, yeah. Homer in that scene is just my idol. Yeah. Like, that, that is just me to a T. Yeah. The couples then all arrive. 
but not being sure whether or not to let in yeah. Lovejoy was very funny. It's an interesting choice of couples. I guess these are the ones that The Simpsons interact yeah, with the most. Yeah, it makes sense. Hibbert, the Doctor. And I think in religious communities, it seems to me, in, in pop culture anyway, that it's not unheard of to invite the you know pastor around. They seem to always invite the Reverend to mm. dinner parties. This yeah. isn't the first one. What was the, the Greyhound one? Because the dogs are in the roast. Yeah. Hibbert's just rocking fur yeah. left and right. Yeah. Which, I, I mean, that's a, that's less topical these days. I feel like jokes about not wearing fur. Being proud more, about it probably wouldn't fly as well. No, they're probably more of the 90s when this actually yeah. went to air. Speaking of, Nicola watches Friends religiously, mm. like I've said numerous times on the podcast. There are so many anti-gay jokes in that show. Yeah. It's such a dated show. Yeah. I was, I was telling the guys at work, they go, oh yeah, it was the 90s. I'm like, yeah, I get that. But you watch down. It's it still just, makes it difficult. It's kind of cringy. I don't, yeah, like I don't look at it and go, I don't judge them for no, it. No. But I also don't the laugh time. at those jokes anymore. No. When they're just, they're saying, oh, you're gay. And he's like, no, I'm not gay. It's like, yeah, you're gay. It's like, oh, yeah. okay, this was on television. I, I never I never realized just how, well, that was the biggest show on television for a while. Mm. I couldn't believe that that kind of how stuff would fly. Was, yeah. Yeah. Crazy. So then the Van Houtens arrive and he, Straight away, Kirk points out one of something that Luann's clearly embarrassed of. And he just points it out. Yeah, just that she doesn't have eyebrows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would have been not like she didn't do a great. Well, I guess she's in a hurry, so yes. like that adds to the fact that they're so askew. I didn't get why he says sorry we're late. They rocked up at the same time. Rocked as everybody. up at the same time. As maybe everyone was late. Possibly, I guess so. <laughs> I did think they did a great job here. I've got hit the pan shot. So you got the kids in the other room, just being kids. Bart's playing with the sausages, like flipping up and down. But then there's the panning shot, and in between the rooms, you've got the dog eating a sausage. Hmm. I, it's just a little touch like that that I thought just added a sense of realism to it. Yeah. Because that's what happens. You know, you feed the dog, he runs off, and he ate something. Yeah, exactly. So we get to the adult side of the uh, of the party, and they're talking about the Woodsy Allen movie. <laughs> <laughs> this is a really good line, actually. Yes. I like I like his movies, except for that nervous fellas yeah. and all. <laughs> <laughs> Could you sorry? Could you imagine Ned Flanders watching a Woody Allen movie? No. I don't know if you've ever seen many yeah. of them, but not many, but a few. Uh, say Annie Hall, like the, one of the most famous examples. He's not laughing at Annie Hall. There's what? nudity in it for one. Why thing. is he watching it? <laughs> one of my favourite jokes in any movie in Annie Hall that Ned Flanders is not laughing at, and it's the. Does Flanders laugh at anything? Uh, When's the last time you heard him laugh? I don't know. Yeah, it's pretty rare, I suppose. But he would laugh in his own way at his own things. Oh, he did. He did laugh at a joke, and then God put lightning there. Remember, he laughed at something on at, oh, late at night. Yeah, yeah. And it was lightning. He was like, "Ooh, yeah, that's right." <laughs> but it's the joke where they're both in therapy. And it's like split screen, or it's it. I think it's split screen. It might be cutting back and forth. But the therapist asks uh, his girlfriend, "How often do you have sex?" And she says, "All the time, like three times a week." And then they ask Woody, "How often do you have sex?" And he says, "Barely at all, like three times a week." <laughs> <laughs> it can't just be about sex It just can't <laughs> Speaking of I'll put a, another one of those uh, Describe your sex life With a Simpsons pick I saw the that week. Yes My favourite Scene missing Yeah So at the party We've got the Woodsy Allen As we said Then I was going to say Kirk as much of a dick As what Duff he man is, can't breathe <laughs> Sorry <laughs> I'm like what is he? Oh <laughs> <laughs> Uh Kirk's comeback here is one of my favourite comebacks I've heard on The Simpsons. If you want to talk nervous, you should have seen Kirk deal with the high school boys who egged Arbonneville. <laughs> should have asked him to hurl some bacon. Then maybe I could have had a decent breakfast for once. That's the That first, was amazing. It might be your favourite <laughs> comeback, great. but it's also the first time of the first sign of him being a clear bastard. Oh yeah, I know, but it's just it was pretty funny. Like she she set it up. 
I liked. She the, made fun of him first. I liked. <laughs> I liked the more subtle follow up. I haven't eaten that well since I was in the army. Yes. Uh, obviously notorious for shit. Food. Oh, so, so I guess he started, didn't he? Then she. No, nah, bacon came first. Bacon. Anyway, it does it doesn't matter. But I just really liked that the idea that army cooking would be better. <laughs> Homer then suggests the comic that I mentioned in the trivia mm-hmm. and they start arguing, don't they, Luann and just, yeah. Kirk? Yeah. Bickering, bickering it's, it's, to the point that they need to pull out the emergency games. Yes. It, uh, Pictionary's a good game, though. Have you ever played it? Uh, no, I haven't. I'm it's, not a very it, good drawer, so I would suck at it. Yeah, it's all part of the fun. Yeah, I suppose. But you like to win, though. I do get competitive. I, I, actually, I reckon, not as bad, but you would be on the verge, you and Ash... You would squabble playing Pictionary. If you were drawing something and you thought it was a good picture and Ash couldn't get it, no. fists would fly. See, I would never think it, <laughs> I would never think that. I've seen my drawings. <laughs> would Ash be this would Ash get frustrated with you? I can't see her getting too frustrated. No. No, she knows my shortcomings. She'd be disappointed, yeah. but not frustrated. Yeah. No, no, I would be fine. I think a, a more a more concern would be if we were playing a game that I was really good at and she was letting me down in. So, like, if it was, like, couples categories. Trivial Pursuit or something. Not so much Trivial Pursuit, but if it was just one of those things, like, name five fruits starting with A or something, she was, something along those lines. As you lines. couldn't even think of apple. Yeah. <laughs> that's where I'd be like, that's pick the, me, teacher, I'm ever so smart. That's, that, that's where the smart-ass comments would come out and Ash would get upset. We've yeah. been at, you've done it once at our house. I can't remember what it was. We're playing something. We're playing a game. I'm sure of it. And you made fun of Ash for something, and it was just like, woo! And then you did it again. And I was like, woo! <laughs> and you could see she was getting angrier. And you poked the bear again. I was like, shit! I uh, this man has some balls. <laughs> can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> no, you were making fun of Ash, always using the word like. And then she used the word like when she was trying to tell you that she doesn't use the word like. I'm not on trial yeah. here, Dan. <laughs> Alrighty, so. <laughs> Marge interrupts. I don't know if you've ever noticed how much she uses her hands when she talks, by the way, but sometimes that gets very really? distracting. I'll bring that up next time. Don't bring it up, <laughs> but just look for it. And I'll just, and I'll just like, what are you laughing at? Nothing. <laughs> Marge then interrupts the argument with the game, like you said. Uh, what else can we say about the Pictionary scene that we haven't already? Well, when it breaks into the, when he says you're, you know, you you like being married to a loser, and Luann goes on the thing like, oh yeah, I love it. I love that I have to borrow my sister's shit, yeah. money. I love that I have to steal clothes from the church. Love joy. Oh sweet Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I I, have, I should be doing something here, but I just want to pretend I never heard it. Well, no, because he his line was about how his coat had been stolen. So that's not about I should be doing oh, something. Fuck, it's the right. reality of that coming back to yeah. haunt him to the point that he actually <laughs> blasphemes. <laughs> That is fantastic. I never actually even picked up on that. Yeah, yeah when he's walking in. Yeah, that was so great. <laughs> so then, <laughs> I do love Kirk's. Oh, great! Now you got the kids singing. Yeah, <laughs> it's a grand old oh. bag. <laughs> That's that appropriate was, this week, actually. Yeah, I heard that. And I was like, mm, I don't like that song at the yeah. moment. <laughs> I a question that I wrote for this part of the podcast: Does divorce still have the same stigma that it seemed to have in the 90s or if you go way back to like in the 50s if you were a divorced woman it was scandalous and you go even further back and as uh, so i was reading the prestige recently and there's a moment in that where the guy like they get a divorce he sets up his ex-wife with a house and money and all that sort of stuff even to the point that they set up a backstory that he had died so she could tell people in the neighborhood she was a widow so she wouldn't be cast out of the community do you feel like that happens anymore? Not now. Uh, or right in. Uh, if you have been through a divorce, have you been shut out? I think that the mentality, especially when we were growing up, the mentality was, if it was a divorce, it was the woman's fault. 
The woman's leaving him for... And how dare the woman want half of his things? What's that? Okay. You don't think that... I, I, I feel like... Even like Eddie no, Mur- I blame my dad. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, yeah, sure. I wouldn't be married to it. Half of Eddie Murphy's raw is about that. Oh, well, okay. That's not necessarily fault. That's more about that they motive. came out on top. And and the motive of wanting I ha- guess there's half a, his yeah, shit. Yeah, there's a little bit of the motive. But no, I yeah. I, I do think that there had always been that thing of... I do think women take women women taking the kids. Yeah, that was that jokes was about alimony or, or child support. And even sort of even yeah. if the kids were better off with the mother, it was yeah. always oh the mother's taking the kids. Yeah, okay, that's that's very true. I wonder if, but like as a talking to a divorced woman though, like did would, well you, you would, would their you, friends would her, would does it if, if anyone's been through a divorce, do your married friends treat you differently, or did you feel like that had happened differently? Because I'm genuinely curious to prepare me for the future. <laughs> <laughs> well, you you grew up. It, like your parents divorced when you were young, right? Yeah, really, really young. You were too young to even really understand yeah, what was going so on. Yeah, so for me, that's a whole thing that like I never understood the stigma of divorce because it was just my life. Yeah, like I, that everything was you just, knew. Yeah, exactly. I never knew a time before that. Do you think it made you a mummy's boy? I think you were only been a only mum- only child being. I think I'd have been a mummy's boy regardless. <laughs> <laughs> do you, like do you think just because you were living with your mother, were you not? Yeah. So do you think that played a role in who you became? Probably. Oh, massively. I don't know. Like the first seven or eight years of my development was eighty to ninety percent living with my mum and a few days with dad on a weekend. And dad was like, "Let's go fishing." You're like, outside. Outside. <laughs> dad had picked me up. I'm like, why, why are your hands so rough? <laughs> what do you do? I have to avoid that. <laughs> the sad thing is, I can, I can imagine seven year old Mitch saying that, or at least thinking it. <laughs> thinking. <laughs> Wouldn't have had the courage to say it, but I certainly. Would have filed it away in the back of my head. Didn't you say your dad was an angry man when you were younger? You were scared of him? I think everyone's scared of their father at some point. Oh, I'm still scared but of him. But I mean, dad. yeah, he had a temper. Uh, road rage, yeah? I don't want to get into... My dad had road rage. I don't want to get into a therapy... <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> driving... If dad was driving in Melbourne, it was not a fun car to be in. <laughs> my, you just didn't my dad speak. was just driving, it was not fun. Didn't speak, and if I was playing the Game Boy, I turned the sound all the way down. <laughs> like, just... Just... Pre- <laughs> If he doesn't know you're in the car, you can't be the victim of anything. The worst for me was when my mother was trying to give my dad direction somewhere with a Malways. <laughs> yeah, that's always fun. And look, that you- is something that Ash and I suck at. <laughs> oh. Like if she's trying to direct me, there's often that oh, that's turn where- right where back there. That's where Lisa. That's Lisa. That's where Nicola and I. We don't fight about many things, but her giving directions. It's like you said. Yeah. You got GPS left. is the best thing in the world. I'm like Nicola. Tell me three streets ahead. <laughs> Left, right, whatever. Like, anyway, let's move on <laughs> before we both get divorced. So the Van Houten's let loose, mm-hmm. and we get the Allied Biscuit, and they're still in the clo- uh, close. Yeah, Allied Biscuit blah, blah. was very funny. Yes, yeah, yeah. Hiding that under the is uh, Allied couch. Biscuit an actual brand of biscuit? Wouldn't have a clue. Okay, I'm assuming it would be. Well, no, nah, they'd probably go with something that wasn't, so they didn't have to pay royalties. Yeah, to, or be seen. Yeah, to, yeah, putting someone down. Yeah, yeah. what's is it? Defamation? No, defamation. What would be the uh, libel kind of? Uh, it, yeah. yeah, it's just easier to come up with a name that doesn't yeah. exist. You want to hear a secret, everybody? Luann loves it, loves it when I fail. Oh, yes, Kirk. I love having to borrow money from my sister. I love having to steal clothes from the church donation box. Oh, sweet Jesus. <laughs> Lisa, why don't you come sing for us? You're a grand old flyer. Oh, great. You got the kids singing. I hope you're happy now. I am not happy. And I haven't been happy for a long time. I want a divorce. (gasps) I... I, A divorce? Sure, divorce. Hey, you got it, toots. And here's a picture even you can figure out. (laughs) 
It's a door! Use it! That's a door? Guess the kids, they all leave. Uh, then she leaves Kirk behind. Yep. Marge just cannot believe the fact that their party was the fact that... Marge, it was 20 minutes ago. Yes. <laughs> just blame yourself once and move on. You can't keep blaming yourself. You just can't. <laughs> Marge points out that, you know, the one victim here is going to be Milhouse, the, mm. the big victim. Cuts to him on the school bus and he thinks Milhouse Nelson's going to make fun of him. Yeah. But he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Trivia, why did Nelson's dad leave his mum? It's something to do with... She develops an addiction drops, to breath mints. Breath mints, yeah. yeah. I'm like, what was it? Was it bubble gum? What Her was it? Her breath was so fresh that he didn't know her anymore. <laughs> it was like she wasn't my own mother anymore. Yes. Then we get... I, and I hate... This is one of my biggest pet peeves with The Simpsons. I sleep is, in a drawer. Is Kearney's age. Yeah, right. He cannot be divorced. He's a fucking kid. Yeah. No, it's just... It really, really bothers me how they continue to go to that, that gag and it just makes no sense mm. at all. But it is funny that I sleep in a drawer. It's a funny gag... It's delivered funny, but that whole element of Kearney being an adult, going to school, just bothers me. Then Luann is at her house, and Marge is there visiting her, mm-hmm. and she's burning Packing all the up Kirk Kirk stuff. stuff and then lighting it on to fire. To burn it, yes. It's a very funny <laughs> joke as well. And it, but it kind of paints the women in a bad light here, as the spiteful woman. They didn't have Kirk doing anything mean to about Luann. Luann was very spiteful towards Kirk. For good reason. But yeah, for good bur- reason. Burning his shit, though, that's not on. No, it, I think it, it paints is. her in a very bad light. I yeah, but I don't know. That Judge that's Judy would not have it. I don't know that that's a woman, <laughs> women versus man thing. I think it was just the the way that she's airy and just uh, symbolically she's moving on. Kirk's not. Kirk still wants to be with her. She's gone. No, you're done. You're out of my life. She's got a gladiator now. Yeah, and lighting his shit on fire is not. I don't think that's being presented to do something mean to Kirk. It's being presented as if to say that part of my life does no longer exist. The memories are gone. I do like the line here from Marge when Luanne goes, everything you knew about Luanne Van Houten? Well, actually, Luanne, I don't know anything about you. <laughs> None of us do. <laughs> Kirk then shows Homer around his apartment. Yeah, at the Casa Nova. What is it, the transitional place for singles or something? Yeah, a place for transitional singles. Yeah. yeah. Uh, singles life is great, Homer. I can do whatever I want. Today I drank a beer in the bathroom. The went down the hall. Yeah. And another great thing, you get your own bed. I sleep in a racing car. Do you? I sleep in a big bed with my wife. Oh, yeah. It's a great comeback from Homer. Even though he's not meaning for it to be a comeback, he's just saying, Yeah. No, I just sleep in a big bed with my yeah. wife. The fact that he delivers it so simply and yeah. straightly is what makes that so funny. And Kirk's realization of, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> then it cuts to Kirk getting, getting fired. fired. You're letting me go? Kirk, crackers are a family food. Happy families. Maybe single people eat crackers. We don't know. Frankly, we don't want to know. It's a market we can do without. So that's it after 20 years. So long, good luck? I don't recall saying good luck. Amazing. It's, it, 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 like I said, the line delivery on that is fantastic. Yes. I wish and we had the, more of that guy. Frankly, it's a market we can do without. Yes. <laughs> that is... A line that my friend and I, Greeny, have just... We, like, we would cling to that for whatever reason. Like, it, And that's one of those cases for me of, like, it's very rarely the most prominent Simpsons line that would... What that situation would you I, use that, though? Oh, any. Just Give me an example. You could just be in a store, like, wandering a store, looking for a DVD. That's It could be as simple as that, and it'd be like, oh, I didn't realise that movie was rated MA15+. I'm like, well... Maybe people under 15 want, want to watch this movie. Maybe they don't. We don't know. We don't want to know. It's a market we could do with that. Like that, that. That's all it needs. It's just, it's just as long as you're saying the As quote. long as you're being dismissive <laughs> of a large group of people. Yes. Say the immigration debate. Maybe people want to get off Nauru. 
We don't know. We don't want to know. <laughs> Mark, we can do without. <laughs> Millhouse is just loving life, getting away with whatever because Luann's just. I guess you could just say, "Is it?" She's I'm just sorry, I just realised that the more I do that voice, the more I turn into J.K. Simmons. Yes, you, you were actually. <laughs> say, say, what did we learn, Palmer? What did we learn here, Palmer? Oh. What did we learn, Palmer? Getting there. Uh, Luann, I wouldn't say, she, I guess she's carefree. She's kind of being careless, though, as a parent. Like, Millhouse is ruining yeah, shit. Yeah, careless. Yeah. It's like but- Millhouse hasn't become a priority anymore. No, and as, as as I said, she's focusing more on herself and ignoring the kid. And mm. I think that can happen in divorce, that you tend to see kids act up a little bit. And parents give them some slack because they know they're going through a big emotional change. Yeah. Bart then meets Pyro. What's his name? Chase is his actual name. Yeah. I would love to have one of those gladiator balls to travel around. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you get the timing on that wrong and you're going to jam your fingers super bad. Oh, yeah. That would not be fun. Yeah. <laughs> You know what is fun? Being in one of those kind of things on water. Oh, like in the inflatable balls? Yeah. Yeah, cool. Have you ever done it? No, I haven't. Yeah, it's that really would be good. a lot of yeah. fun. I did also like that uh, Pyro calls her Lulu. Yeah, he's already got a pet name yeah, for her. Yeah, a pet name, yep. But then hits Homer with the chair. <laughs> it's standard like the, stunt. It's like the the wrestling, do not try this at home. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty standard stunt, Homer. Yeah. But that's just become an, a huge meme now. Yeah. It's a real... Well, because I'd seen it in memes so many times, I forgot how great the scream from Homer yes. was. It's really it's, protracted. It's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I, here's another thing that I love. Homer in the next moment, when Marge is like, you know, we're going to whatever. This is so real. It's so real. And not many guys... Even I don't have the courage to say this. But so, if any man in a relationship has thought this at some point, like, I don't want to do that. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you should have said when Hawthorne were playing last week. Then get to go to the party. Oh, yeah. We ended up not going. That's fine. (laughs) Okay. But yeah. I don't want to do that. Yes. (laughs) You said you'd come. That doesn't sound like something I'd say. (laughs) You said you'd come for support. (laughs) It is a nice touch also, too, that it's Loanne and Chase that have invited her. Yeah. The only thing about this episode, actually, now that I think about it, you never, ever, or maybe not ever, ever, but very rarely do you see Homer and Marge hanging out with Luann and Kirk. But it seems now that they're divorced, Homer's hanging out with Kirk, just hanging out with him, and Luann's hanging out with Marge. When have we ever seen that? Uh, well, we never have, but it that's... It suits the story, yeah, but... It suits the story, but Marge, Marge would be there because she feels guilty. Guilty, but Homer So she's not. trying to... Meddle. Why is Homer hanging out with Kirk? Marge, uh, Marge Homer hasn't got much else to do. Homer has plenty to do. <laughs> He'd much rather be sitting at home on the couch. Let's just assume that Marge has told him to for support. But so he does. Instead of going to support Marge, he goes to support Kirk at Moe's. Yes. Have a few beers with him. And Starla's there as well, isn't she? Yeah. Absolute scuzzy slapper. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think it's an English term. I think it's pretty bad in England, isn't it? Slapper? I, think, I don't think pretty it's pretty derogatory. You wouldn't want to call her a slapper. Hey, Nicola, come here. <laughs> so Starla steals his car and mm-hmm. ruins his tape. This is kind of dated, but I, I like it. The oh, demo the tape. tape. Yeah. yeah. No one would have a demo tape anymore. No one would have a tape anymore. No. I don't think kids born maybe after 2000 would even know what a tape is. Yeah, I don't know. I would hope that some people... Like, I still know... I mean, as much as vinyl's made a comeback, before it had made a comeback, I still knew what vinyl was, despite the fact that I'd never lived in a house with vinyl. Yeah. Like, there's... If you... If you I, I never subscribed to the fact of, oh, that wasn't around when I was born, is an excuse to not know about a thing. There's so many kids out there. Like, for example... um. Nicholas cousin Beth. Uh, Zach, sorry, he's um eight. He didn't know what a videotape was. I showed I showed him a video, a VHS. No idea what it was. Mm. Made me feel so fucking old. Well, he's a dumb eight year old. 
That's all there is to it. But they wouldn't have had videos before. Video, they stopped manufacturing videos. Do your research. How's he going to do his research? They've all got iPads now. Google some shit. They do have iPads. All kids have to have iPads for school now. Exactly. And laptops. It's a joke. Elliot will not have an iPad and he will fail school. (laughs) (laughs) So they're at most and he's ruined the the demo. (laughs) Those two things aren't connected, by the way. (laughs) He'd fail school with the iPad. The Can I Borrow a Feeling? It's a funny title. It is a funny title. It's up there with Will There Ever Be a Rainbow? Yes. I think that's funnier though. I think it is as well because this is Mr. so Burns. anti-Burns. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> His autobiography. I wish that actually the writers, not that they ever have to or would ever have the time, but someone wrote his autobiography from Burns' perspective. It would be pretty cool. And call it Will There Ever Be a Rainbow yeah. and then release it. People would buy that oh, shit. Oh yeah, I'd buy that. It'd be fantastic. That's the kind of stuff Fox should be doing. That's the kind of merch they should be doing. You're in ideas, man, Dando. Bad ideas, but ideas nonetheless. <laughs> Homer then goes home and finds hot dogs thawing in the sink. Yeah, which is obviously what Kirk was saying. Yeah, and yeah. like even before this scene, the parallel between Kirk and Homer was pretty yeah. clear. This absolutely nails it home. And I love the shock in Homer. The great commercial is like <gasps> Yeah. It's little sausage falling off the Yeah. <laughs> and then the fact that Come back from the commercial. He's just sitting on the floor, dipping it into mustard. In a mustard. And it doesn't look cooked. No. I think he's just let it <laughs> thaw out. But dipping things in mustard is fantastic. Okay. I'm not a I'm not a tomato sauce person. Chips, mustard for me. What about you? Oh, I, I, Look, I, mean, what's I your, what are your benefits of both. What are your favorite condiments? What's your What are your go tos? I'm, I'm not tomato sauce really on anything. I mean, sometimes mm. people just automatically put sauce on chips. You have to eat it like that. For me, it's mustard. Right. I love soy sauce on chips as well. I've never gone soy. Sauce, mustard, or vinegar. Uh, oh, not all, vinegar. I don't like vinegar. It, for yeah. me, they're all equally valid options on a chip. You have to Part of it depends one. on the chip. To be perfectly honest, like I'd probably go mustard on French fries sooner than I would, uh, uh, but sooner than I would sauce. But I would go tomato sauce on a steak cut chip, or a beer battered chip, or something along those lines. Mm, beer battered chips. I haven't had dinner yet, so anyway. I'm really hungry. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> I'm sticking to food. Then Lisa walks in, and she just offers it, offers him nothing. Shit advice. You're very lucky to have mum. <laughs> go to you. Go to bed. Yes, that's your advice. Go to bed. I do like though beforehand. There's a lot of things that she doesn't know about. You mean your poker shack in the swamp? Yeah, she knows. Yeah. <laughs> then Homer tries really hard to win Marge's love back because he feels guilty. So yeah. That's the difference between Homer and Kirk. Kirk is just take, take, take. Even his song, Can I Borrow a Feeling? There's mm. nothing about giving in that. It's all about, I want you back. Come back to me. Yeah, right. He doesn't offer You've anything. been listening to Estelle Perez podcast. To what? <laughs> don't worry. It's, it's like, people out there that have heard that will get that joke, but I don't have time to explain. Okay. <laughs> okay. But Homer, most of the time, he, re- he tries to redeem himself. Whether he does or not, he still attempts to. Mm. He does in this one. So he tries really hard. The, the soothing Soothing sounds. ocean sounds. That is really funny. Do, do. So it's, uh, it it starts well. Armatees. <laughs> <laughs> then he tries to give Trust her, him her a haircut. It just sneaks in. I love that he sneaks in and lets. Like what maniac barber Let's just her. gives a man Let's scissors? <laughs> just, how does he even know? I suppose he would know The Simpsons. It's a small town, I guess. Yeah, but, I suppose. But yeah. Armando, don't you think you're taking a lot off? You should. T- yeah, you should test. Does Ash have like a hairdresser she goes to? Uh, mine. You should walk in and see if your hairdresser lets you cut Ash's hair with a hairdresser. Megan would, actually, because I've known her since I was yeah. four and I can get away with shit. <laughs> would Ash be furious? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd never do this. <laughs> uh, uh, no, um, Ash and Megan, actually. So, Ash, my hairdresser is my childhood Give friend. her business a plug, go on. Tortoise and Hair Co. in Belmont. Okay. Um, 
Loves a pun, Megan. Uh, but uh, Ash and her get along really well. But I bought tickets today to go see Tim Minchin. So one for me, one for Ash, one mm-hmm. for Megan. Oh, sorry, touring. I, I, yeah. I saw that one. Mitch would be happy. So <laughs> I sent Megan a message saying, got tickets secured. We're eight rows from the front. I'm fucking over the moon. Really? This. Yeah. Wow. Where's it? Palais? Uh, yes, Palais. She sends back the meme of Jonah Hill. I think it's from Wolf of Wall Street, where he's just doing that really excited like, yeah, yeah, face yeah. thing. Either. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I then sent Ash a message saying, hey, got Tim Minchin tickets. Unbeknownst to her, sent back the exact same meme. So then I oh. screenshotted it, sent it to each of them. It was like, you guys are fucked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is probably exactly how you would have responded when you found out you had eight rows from the front of CT Mention. Yeah, it was one of those, just take my card, charge, whatever. <laughs> I'll deal with that later. <laughs> What's the like, most you spent on a ticket to something? Uh, that'd be pretty close. That was 146 each. Um, I spent... I don't think I've gone above that mark for concert. For wrestling once, for front row tickets, it was 450 Yeah, okay. That's pushing it up there. I, I spent like 100 and... Celine Dion for Nicola was $600 a ticket. Oh, oh, boy. Ouch. Like Celine hasn't made enough. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't even like front row or anything. 130 for to go see Ian McKellen in Waiting for Godot or something along those lines. Which was a lot to go see an existential play. How much did you say again? About 130 that's about but the average the for a token, play now. I paid 150 yeah. to go see the, the Melbourne Symphony Orchestra. I was pretty Star young Wars. at the time, though. That was big money for me. Oh, it was and a while ago, okay. Yeah, and, and but by the same token, I was like, yeah, but it's Gandalf. I'm going to be in the same room yeah. as Gandalf. <laughs> worth it. <laughs> Not Ian McCullen. Gandalf. Gandalf. <laughs> <laughs> I find that with sitcom stars. You never call them by their name. They're the character name. Oh, yeah, no one's ever called out... No one's ever said, hey, Henry, to Henry Winkler. Or, hey, Michael Richards. Yeah. It's Kramer and <laughs> yes, Vons. Yes. <laughs> Homer's fucked up her hair, and he's realised the only thing to do now is file for divorce. Well, she told... <laughs> it's not It's not straight away. <laughs> she does say, I don't need you around every moment yeah, of the yeah. day. And then he has that moment of, when I don't pay attention, it's not good. When I try to pay attention, it's not good. And, yeah, goes and files for divorce. I remember this being the commercial. These things happen. Eight bucks. I remember that a fire for divorce, and it was like yeah, the Simpsons right. this Sunday, and I was like, "Oh yeah, my. I figured that would happen." It's like the Homer has an affair episode that they did a couple of years ago with uh, yeah, Linda Dunham was... guest starring. Um, I do like that, like by introducing it here, though it it it, t- it takes a turn that took it. Having not seen promos, I was like, "Oh, well, there you go." Um, when it then comes back from commercial, what it does really, really well. Firstly, it's a funny joke about you know Bart. That's your best. Um, visit to the dentist ever Only three fillings I'll make you my specialty Butterscotch chicken Yeah Very, Like that's funny Just to see how much sugar Is in the their diet is, Can you get divorces like that I'm pretty sure both parties Have to sign off Yeah I don't right? think That's how it works yeah. <laughs> um, But when you just get Marge We need to talk Like so quickly It's Like it felt like I was like Shit Like That feels really real. And I got caught up and swept up in that really, really quickly. Keeps it dark and good animation. Even though though you don't think that they're not going to end the episode with them divorced, it's also like... Where are they going from here? Like, he's going to try to leave her now. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Where is it going? And then to have such a quick turn into it's a surprise wedding was a beautiful moment. Like, I love... There's probably a version of a script of this episode where... There's two or three scenes going from one to the other and that you have a range of emotion. But to just go, we need a divorce, like a file for divorce, we need to talk and hey, everything's happy again. All wrapped up in the one day. Yeah. Well, in two or three cuts, 
is of the episode of, well, like from it's you know, the divorce straight to Marge getting home. Yeah, yeah. it's really really effective in just it wouldn't have been though when you, you first watched end. it. Would have the commercial in between. Yeah, that, but that, that no, was but break, I mean, yeah. like nothing nothing wastes your time in the episode though. Like they don't they don't bog down trying to have a conversation about oh what are you talking about we don't need to do this blah blah blah. They just it's like. You know, left, right, uppercut. It's just give you three massive punches yeah. and your emotions get pushed from one area to another so quickly you don't have time to recover. Yeah, I completely agree. What did you think of the final scene though? Like the whole, the party itself. Homer's vow is very funny. Yes. It just goes on like this. Pornus is underlined. <laughs> in impotence and in potence. <laughs> he did um, he did fork out a lot. Got one of the Doobie Brothers and everything. Yeah, exactly. How do you arrange all this? Um, in such short time, yeah, as well, did a yeah. great job, and I did think it was kind of it was nice for Homer to think of both parties, but it was kind of awkward to invite Luann, her boyfriend, and Kirk to the party. Yeah, true. I probably wouldn't do that. Like one of your mates just got divorced. You probably wouldn't do that, but still, it worked for the final gag. Can I borrow a feeling? Could you lend me a jar of love? Hurting hearts need some healing. Take my hand with your glove of love. How about it, Luann? Will you marry me? Again? Oh, no. Oh, well... Uh, can I have my shirts back at least? Okay, you heard the lady. Why don't you take it outside, all right? Uh, I'll be back. Pro- probably. I just love that Kirk sings the song. You think that she's going to take him back. They both have the look on their face. Ew, no. <laughs> and then it's the new boyfriend that escorts Kirk out of the house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all right, you heard the lady. Uh, I'll be back probably. So overall, it's it's... It's a funnier episode than I remember. Like you said at the start, it had more memorable moments mm. than I remember it having. The story itself is fine, but it's just it stands out for me because it's just got so many of those great. Just gonna put my shoes on. That's a door. The can I borrow a feeling? It's it's remembered mostly for moments as opposed to the story. I think. Yeah, I think it is. But I also feel like it's one of the better depictions I've seen of the social awkwardnesses that we spoke about. Earlier. Yeah, definitely. In any. TV show or movie. Yep. It's very realistic. Very great episode. What did we learn, Palmer? So what did you learn from the episode, Mitch? I learned to just blame yourself once and move on when something goes wrong. That is true. I've learned that if Nicola and I don't want a little brother or sister for Elliot, we need to eat more cornstarch. <laughs> Javale! Javale is here! Ooh! Mailbag time. What do we got? Reese Hall writes in, Hey Mitch and Dando, by the time this goes to air, Hawthorne and possibly Geelong will have played... Both of their qualifying... Oh, sorry. We'll both play their first finals. Our man, Reese Hall, is our $100 patron. We do love our man, Reese Hall. Reese wants to know what our predictions are for these games and our thoughts on the season as a whole. And if one or both of your teams make it to the grand final, would you consider recording a live commentary of the game? So one... So sub, the grand final. I'll, pull, I'll hold there for two seconds. One thing that Reese was chatting to us about as an idea that we could do for Patreon exclusives would be to do commentaries of famous finals. So we go back to like the 89... Football finals. Yeah. The 89 Geelong Hawthorne grand final, which I've never actually sat down and watched from start to finish. But if we... I watched, think I want to. If we watched that and did a commentary and then to even the ledger we'll do the one where Tom Hawkins kicks a goal after the siren and 
you know, blah, blah, blah. The, the only thing about that is I don't think we know enough about... Can, can we... Not do, do live commentary, but just we do like a... Even if it's a slightly truncated version, but just our thoughts on the game or whatever it might okay, be. Yeah. As fans, what did it mean watching? That's all. Yeah. Uh, so, as to whether or not we do a live commentary of the AFL game... Oh, sorry, of, of this year's grand final. I doubt we'll be watching it in Logistically, a that'd be difficult. <laughs> yeah. But we might be able to get the tape and do it in hindsight. I think he he wants our initial reaction, though. He wants that real reaction as yeah, opposed to... Yeah, probably. Which, yeah. This year, I certainly can't. Cause it's I probably, fr- it's probably a, I've got some a, mates coming in from America this year that I need to show AFL to. Yeah. So, um, I'd say there's an 80% chance the that neither of our teams are probably going to be in the grand final. Which would work better, <laughs> I reckon. Yeah. Anyway, um, as for how do we think... Well, as I said, our thoughts for the season. I'm over the moon that Hawthorne have made it to where they are. But I'm not in any way expecting much out of the final series. I feel that this year, more than any other year, the gap between third and fourth is a hell of a lot bigger than the points on the ladder would suggest. I feel like we were... We finished fourth and that's great, but we were one and a half results away from finishing tenth. I think you. I think Hawthorne played... Had a, a bit of an easier run home than most teams, uh, which certainly helped. Our last four weeks were tough, but we did have a cosy run in from there. But mm. we had Essendon, but because Essendon when they were playing really well. We had Geelong, Sydney yeah. in our last four. Then St Kilda was the easy beat, but three of our last four were tough games. I think Geelong underachieved. I think Geelong, with a couple of games that they should have won, it, it, not just on paper, even in the game... They were shit teams. They had the game one. They still somehow managed to lose it. They didn't lose mm. by anything more than, I think, 13 points or something. 13 points. For yeah. the whole year. Or that year. might be the average losing margin. Yeah, 11 points losing yeah. margin. So they, they never once got beaten off the park. So I feel like it's, they win two of those games that they lost. They're in the top four. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like Geelong are ne- have now made things very hard for themselves. They're a team that, at their best, are a top four team, but they're just the difference between their best and their worst is too yeah. big. Predictions for this week. So do you think Geelong will beat Melbourne? I don't. Okay. Even though they've beaten them twice this year. Yeah, I don't. Okay. They should. I just, I feel like Melbourne are up and about. I don't think they will. Yeah, okay. Melbourne have been playing good football. I still think that of all of the sides in the eight, Melbourne is the best one for you to be facing, uh, uh, for facing me, up against. For, uh, for me, I feel like Melbourne's the biggest threat. I don't buy into that. I really don't. They've played good footy in the last couple of weeks, but they've still had an entire season of losing to these sides. Mm. We'll, we'll, we'll see on Friday. Yeah. But um, I let, think... let's not talk too much about football because people overseas will have no idea what we're talking no, about. I don't care. He's asked. Okay. And we get people that. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. We yeah. get people that write in. And I say, forgot that it was a listener question. I thought we were yeah. just talking about football. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, I believe Hawthorne will win by sixty-three points against Richmond, and that's my luck of the week. <laughs> no, in all reality, we're probably going to lose by four goals. I I think Hawthorne will lose between four and seven goals, somewhere between that. something like that. But it's a free hit, which is what I like. Like so, the the way for people that aren't listening, my team Hawthorne has a second chance. If they lose this week, they get to play next week. So they go into a game that they're not expected to win with really no consequence. Throw a Simpsons question, Simpsons related question at me. Okay, this comes from Sean D, who has moved to sorry, he just recently moved to Vancouver two years ago to travel across the USA. Uh, he's uh, actually he sent a really cool photo through. He's been taking the Australian boot flag and posing in front of as many different state signs as he can. Okay. So it's like you're entering Wisconsin yeah, yeah. and he's there holding the boot. His question, his friends and, and he play a lot of uh, weekly trivia at the RSL. All Simps- They're all Simpsons fans and sometimes... That's of course you're at trivia at the RSL. Yeah, true. <laughs> sometimes they'll get a question that has a scratching their heads until someone says, I know, I saw it on the Simpsons. So an example was, who is George Washington's wife? 
And I can remember when Ralph played George Washington with Lisa as his wife, Martha Washington. So, have you ever had a moment where a I was real Barbara life Bush. I was thinking, uh, yeah, Barbara Bush. I was yeah. going to say a real life scenario that you learned the answer to something because of The Simpsons. Alec Baldwin and Kim Basinger were once married. <laughs> yeah, well, look, that'll work. So, I guess the question would be, who was Alec Baldwin's ex-wife? Yes. <laughs> no, no, no. Which which actress was Alec Baldwin once married to, or which actor was Kim Basinger once married to? Hmm. Anyway, either work. Uh, George Mc. McNemony, McMenemy. You had trouble last time saying George McMenemy, and Nenemy. It's a real tongue twister. So uh, I read him out last week and uh, chastised him for not actually including a question. Turns out the question was in there under the photo that he'd sent through from IHOP. Uh, it's my okay. fault for not scrolling all the way to the bottom of the page. So his question: Are there any jokes that even as a fully grown adult was a massive dirty double entendre that you missed for so long that just clicked one day? His was dirty one. Mm. Comic book guy who was eating a bunch of peeps shaped like chicks, saying, "Oh, I wish real chicks would go down so easy." Oh wow! What was that? What episode was that in? I don't know. It must Jeez, be... that, that feels like a later season joke. I imagine it would be. Yeah, there's one that's a later season one. It's just a dirty, dirty joke. It's probably the dirtiest one I've heard on The Simpsons. Is Bart in the future sleeps with Miss Hoover and says, now I know why they call you Miss Hoover. Cool. I was like, oh, that's pretty dirty for The Simpsons. Yeah. That's dirty for Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the that's one, When I think of Dirty Simpsons, that's the one that comes to my mind. I was, when I remember watching it, I was like, oh, shit. Good Lord. Yeah. Um, I have a hard time scrubbing my brain to be able to mm. remember anything. It's yet. the fact that it's Bart having his dick sucked by Miss Hoover as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, would you go near that after the Lyme disease? Bart in the future Shit would go wherever. Around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oi. Uh. No, yeah. Well. Okay. Well, my brain's ruined, so I, I can't come up with an answer to that question. That has absolutely destroyed me. I suppose we should come up with one more thing for the mailbag to end the one mailbag more question? to yeah. round this out. My cabinet maker, Tom O'Neill. Uh, Tom O'Neill cabinetry for anyone looking for a good cabinet maker does the 27th of September work for me for an install yes it does Tom but perhaps not send that to the mailbag <laughs> I was just like where is what the hell that's all I got <laughs> <laughs> there's plenty of questions in there find one oh, for us a quiz are you a Mitch or are you a Dando feel oh, free the, in the Facebook group yeah maybe we should put that on do we have we still have a Twitter we should we'll have it we'll put a Twitter quiz on there because that was can, only can a can you start doing thing. Twitter again no why um, no I, I might I haven't. I've, I never got around to reinstalling the app on my phone when I got a new phone. Just reinstall it. Freed up my life so much more. Reinstall it. Anyway, Mary Jane Cooper, she posted this into the... Or MJ uh, posted this into the Patreon group. Generally, whenever the boys disagree about something, she finds herself agreeing with Dando more than Mitch. I was okay. most upset to read that. <laughs> I have <laughs> to say. You I was like, like how? <laughs> how could anyone disagree with this? I just gestured at myself, listeners. Uh, but recently, I've been listening to two occasions where she's very strongly agreed with Mitch. The first being that the song We Put the Spring in Springfield is okay, not great. And mm. that the Raven is amazing in every single way. So, did that I say prompted- the Raven was bad, though? Yeah, you did back then. I, mean, I think I, I didn't say it was bad. I, yes, you did. Well, if I did. I, you said I, that it was bad and Edgar Allan Poe was bad and I should feel bad for liking it. No, I didn't. I said it's not... As entertaining as a typical Treehouse of Horror Don't story. Don't try to cover yourself now no. just because we're two years down the track. No. Which prompts me to ask, what are some of the contentious points from the podcast that you felt strongly about and whose side did you take? So that like then this. turned it's, it's into... It puts us down the middle. <laughs> yeah, it has actually. Um, I don't care. But the war of the 
fingers, which which do you start a poll? Who do you, yeah, <laughs> who do you like the most? That's that's what we want to know. Make sure you tell Mitch you like Mitch the most because it means more to him. No, I don't care. <laughs> so what was what was the consensus? She wrote that, but what were people saying? Well, there weren't enough comments in there. So Graham Reed, little from Colin A, little from Colin B. Beth Anslow uh, says that she's a dando. Um, you're a little softer. Yeah, like, and, and, I mean, Beth, I took the time to it, personally answer an email for you going back some months about being a journalism student, but, you know, whatever. Uh, he seems a little softer in his arguments, whereas Mitch can be ruthless. I actually enjoyed that. I, I read that and I was like, well, yeah. <laughs> so you should, uh, yeah. I would reply to emails, but Mitch doesn't let me go in the mailbag. That's his bit. Yeah. One, <laughs> one of my, I'd let you go in. Anyway, one, of, uh, one of Beth's favorite moments being when we were talking about the Big Bang Theory and Dando was saying like, you can't say that about something that I'd said. And I came back with, I don't care. It's a shit show. Big, Big Bang Theory is a shit show. I don't know what I would have said you can't say that for. I, I probably went pretty far. Uh, Richard Hanny <laughs> sides with you. Uh, you are the favourite vegetable in the four finger discount soup. Hmm. Be a pretty shitty soup if there's only two vegetables. Yeah. So I've got to throw that out there. <laughs> well, pea and ham soup. That's ham's one meat. Not and, a vegetable. But one meat and one vegetable. Yeah, but if you're the favourite vegetable, that implies there's more than one vegetable. So it's like a pea and corn soup. I'm sure. Leek and potato actually. Yeah, Leek and potato is good sure two veggie some, soup. Yeah. This is runaway. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for listening to our review of A Millhouse Divider. Mitch, what are we reviewing next week? Next week, we are recording and reviewing Lisa's Date with Density, the episode that I'm probably looking forward to the least out of all of this. But it might Not Destiny, pleasant... by the way. No, so long I thought it was Destiny. It might pleasantly surprise me. Who knows? Yeah, from memory, it's not a standout. I can't remember too much. I remember the, the kid's mooning Skinner in his house. Mm. Well, you're selling it well so far. Well, it is no, a, it's, it's more a, that it's, it's, a, just, it's a Lisa episode. The, yeah, I don't care that it's a Lisa episode. It's the Nelson aspect of it that I couldn't give a shit about. But as I said, I might be surprised. I Con- just don't have fond memories of it. Yeah. I don't like it when they try and change a character too much. But anyway, we'll get to that next week. Thanks for listening, guys. Please make sure that you, if you want an exclusive Four Finger Discount podcast and you want to support the show, jump onto the Four Finger Discount Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Discount. Plenty of podcasts, not just Simpsons related. We've got Futurama on there as well. We're going to be doing My Three Sons very yes, soon. Yes, yep. We've got uh, the Movie Guys podcast. Plenty of podcasts on there as well as other stuff. Please also don't forget to rate and review us on the iTunes store. We need more reviews. So get, jump on there. It only takes you five seconds. You don't have to write us a review. Just give us five stars. It'd be much appreciated. But for now, I'm Dando. Mitch, what are your final words for the listeners? I don't recall needing any final words. Shh.